Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa, one mile north of Raymond James Stadium since 1958. So welcome to Sean Sullivan Best in Class. Uh, very excited. I have been on business meeting after business trip after business trip, and I just couldn't wait to do this podcast. For those of you who are emailing me when my podcast comes out, please be patient with me. Sometimes uh, my job gets in the way, damn it, right? Mm -hmm. But I was able to now complete watching every single game of every snap that happened uh, in week one. So I'm, I'm ready to go with a ton of information. We're going to talk rookies. I got a couple of second-year players, but a lot of rookies to talk about. We have the Bucks game to talk about. But first, please follow us at Bill Curry Ford Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, please visit us at uh, BillCurry.com. And look at our amazing specials that we have going on, our ordering cars. We're ordering cars for $500 with no deposit necessary, coming with a lifetime warranty. We have a brand new pre-owned uh, certified program where now we're factory certifying Fords and non-Ford vehicles with an amazing warranty. And then the lifetime warranty kicks in after that. So we are protecting our customers left and right. So please visit BillCurryFord.com. And you can even get in touch with Grace if you have any local charities that you'd like to Bill Curry Ford to participate in. All right, let's get started in football. We're gonna we're gonna do a fast 30 minutes. We're gonna shoot through week one. Uh, I'm not gonna get long-winded this time for a change. And we're gonna go over some terrific information. And we're gonna start with, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played in Dallas to open the season. We won 19 to three. There's a lot of things to discuss, so I'm just gonna go point by point uh, of my notes after watching the game. I've watched this game now. Two and a half times, I think, right now, looking at our different snaps and who was in position, so forth and so on. Uh, Iris says that I'm sometimes negative on the Bucks, And let me just say real quick that I'm not negative on the Bucks. I love the Bucks. I love Jason Light. I, I love the Glazers. Um, I, do, I do things with their foundation. We do several charities together. And a lot of these people are, I'm in circles with. So I am very careful of what I say. But I will tell you that I'm always going to tell you the truth as a best-in-class listener. I'm not going to hold back my personal feelings when I think that a mistake has been made. I feel like it does, it does you and me a disservice. Just like in this game, I'm going to say to Ira, I love the game. I loved uh, – it was an old-fashioned defensive battle. It reminded me of the 99 team with, with, you know, with the defense, and it was a defensive battle. Dallas could do absolutely nothing. And I'm not going to spend any time talking about Dallas or any of their rookies like Tyler Smith. I can talk about that next week if somebody's really interested in that. But I want to focus on a couple of points. One, we dominated the game, even though the score said 19-3. We scored on five straight possessions, a missed field goal included, but we got into the red zone five straight times. That's a domination. As far as actually getting touchdowns, you're going to be able to go 3-for-3 three three sometimes, and you're going to go 0-for-3 other times. I'm not going to blame anything other than practice time, uh, not playing in the preseason um, as a whole, and I think what you're going to see is um, Brady is going to be a lot more efficient um, in the in the second uh, in the second game. The other part is on every third down inside the red zone we had pressure, and we can talk about that. But let's first talk about the sacks by the defense. So there were uh, four sacks in the game. So this is my concern. Devin White had two sacks on blitz on blitzes, right? And by the way, Devin White. Best game is the Buccaneer. I watched it over and over again. I got mad at him one time. He took the wrong angle on a, on a pass. Uh, of course, you know, that's where he struggles. But the rest of the game, he was on point. Tackles for loss, two sacks. He was very dominant. So congratulations to uh, Mr. White in, in his game. But that's where we need him to be every game. That's the level that we need him to play at. If he wants to be the highest paid linebacker in the NFL, 
Those are the games that he needs to put on on paper every game, especially against the, the nasty Saints that are coming up uh, this week. Um, Vita Vea had a sack in the game. That was more of a coverage sack. I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't want to take a sack away from Vita Vea, other than the fact that that was not a pass rushing sack. Nelson had a sack um, off the line, but it was unblocked. So that that was a, another um, miscue by the Dallas Cowboys offensive line because they started obviously a left tackle and a right tackle that had never played an NFL game. So, again, two sacks by White on blitzes. You had a Vita Vea covered sack, and you had a Nelson miscue where they forgot to, to actually block him, and he came right off the edge and tackled. We didn't beat anybody man-on-man for, for a sack. It, and I'm going to put this out there for Joe Tryon. Joe Tryon is somebody I was very high on. I actually picked him that the Bucks were going to draft him before the draft. They, they ended up doing because I thought he was – an amazing talent out of Washington. He has all of the all of the, the energy to play this game and the skill, but he's got to show up on the stat. He put some. He put two pressures on the quarterback. I get that. I want. I want to see. I want to see Joe Tryon or Shaq Barrett. By the way, Shaq Barrett had a, had a great game with seven pressures, which is pretty incredible when you think about snaps versus pressures. But they didn't result in in sacks. It did result in a turnover, but not a sack. And he also um, broke um, Dak Prescott's uh, finger because he was in his face so much. His hand kept hitting the helmet till he till he broke it. So those are all positive things. But I want to see in this New Orleans game as a fan, I want to see one of our defensive ends or linebackers beat somebody and get a sack. Not a covered sack. Not a miss a miscue from the offensive line, and not a blitz. We should be able to beat man on man, and and that's going to be Vita Vea um, um, stepping up, Cho Tryon stepping up because we're going to need him. We and the, and the New Orleans games, uh, which is our next opponent, we basically had four sacks in in six games. That's just not going to get it done. The Atlanta Falcons uh, in the first week against New Orleans, which we're going to get to that game, had five sacks against the Saints, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm expecting no less than five sacks because our defensive line is, is it's much greater. Another point is um, I want to talk about is our second-round draft pick out of Houston, Logan Hall. Um, he had a tackle for loss. You want to talk about um, beating your man? He, he beat his man, on, and, and that was obviously a running play, and tackled the running back for a loss. So he had that was a terrific play, a flash play, and then the rest of the time he disappeared. He, just, he, did, he wasn't spectacular, but he flashed. And as a rookie defensive lineman, that's all we need him to do. Very rarely do they come in and, and dominate, but it was nice to see a splash play by Logan Hall. Richard White, um, uh, who obviously I'm very high on. I was very high on him before the Bucks drafted him. He was one of my top running backs. I felt like you could get him not in the first round, and obviously we got him in the lower rounds, and I think it was a steal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Steve Itzbitz on this one. I am big on Richard White. My problem with Richard White is he had six carries. Now, he had four carries in garbage time when the Dallas Cowboys knew we were trying to stop the clock. So I'm not going to go on those four carries. No running back is going to do well with those four carries. I'm going to go back to the two carries that were in the course of the game on one drive where he relieved Leonard Fournette. By the way, playoff Lenny, you're awesome. If, I know you listen to my podcast. Uh, um, you did a great job. Thank you. Um, so Richard White... I mean, tentative is not the word. He's a slow-developing runner on purpose. He's like a Le'Veon Bell. He ran that way at Arizona State. If you're not used to that style, it looks like he's not hitting the hole hard, and I think that's what Steve was talking about. It's by design with his vision. He's known for his vision. He's known not for speed but for vision, of getting behind his, his tackles and, and, and powering through. But what I saw out of those two carries was a guy that looked nervous and 
a guy that um, didn't look like he was very confident in what he was doing. I'm hoping that that's just week one jitters for a rookie running back. He did catch the ball in, in the game, uh, but they were set up to fail. When he, when he went out to the side uh, twice, he, he had a, um, a linebacker right on him and we threw right into the linebacker. It wasn't like we threw him open. Uh, so he didn't really have that much of a chance. But I need to see more for Rashard White because Leonard Fournette's not going to be able to do 27 carries and catch the ball all game and stay healthy. Rashard White needs to step in. I'm not asking for six yards a carry, but he needs to be 4.3, 4 point yards a carry. He needs to be able to pass pro block, which he does, and he needs to catch the ball in the open field and, and try to score. So, Rashard, if you're listening, that's what, that's what the Bucks fans need from you. Let's talk about Cade Otten and the job that Cade and Coquif did. I was very proud of our tight ends. I think they spoke about it several times. If you go back and watch the game, there's many snaps where they're both in the game at the same time, just absolutely run blocking, moving everybody out of the way. Cade Otten is our fourth-round pick out of Washington. Obviously, Coquif is a fan favorite out of Minnesota. If you didn't watch him and his family in the garage, if you need to watch that on YouTube when he was announced as a, as, a, as a draft pick. It was really cool. So I was very impressed with that. I'm going to talk about the punter for a second. Jake Camarda, who we got out of the fourth round out of Georgia, over 50 yards a punt, and that was net yards. That's pretty impressive. I feel like his delivery was a little slow on some of those pass rushing deals, and I think that's going to speed up. But I definitely think uh, Jason Light found our, our, our punter. I think, uh, And I like his kickoffs as well. But overall, the game was very, very good for, in our favor. Gadicki, you know, our second-round pick out of Central Michigan, played well. He got beat in a couple of swing moves inside, but overall he played well. Hainsey played okay at center. I, I didn't think that he was dominant by, by any stretch, but I thought he was, he was adequate. We're going into New Orleans game where we're going to need to see them pick up quite a bit uh, with the pass rush that New Orleans can generate. But going back through um, our rookies, I thought Logan Hall made a splash. Uh, Gadecki, I thought he did a, a, um, an average job uh, starting. Richard White definitely needs to step it up. I, he has so much talent, and he needs to put it on the field. Otten and um, Coquift, I thought, absolutely blocked terrific. Our punter, Jay Camarda, another guy. So I, what I'm seeing right now is Jason Light and in in the way he's put this team together and the depth that he's put together. I'm very proud of Jason Light and this team. I think this team is going to go somewhere this year as long as we can stay healthy. we got five receivers, I think four receivers, on the injured list this week. So that needs to get resolved. Uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to Zylan McCollum um, getting on the field. I know he was hurt. Overall, one week in, it looks like the draft for the Bucks was excellent. So I'm looking forward to us crushing New Orleans. I hate them. They suck. I wish they would lose their franchise. At some point, somebody's got to start putting these people in jail and keeping them in. I mean, they literally commit a crime every week that I read. I mean, it's really ridiculous. You know, it's just, it's insane the fact that these people, like they draft a certain way, their coaches are a certain way, and it basically comes out in, in the game. I'm not wishing for anybody to get hurt. I know New Orleans fans are, because that's how they are. I'm not wishing for hurt, but I'm asking for the Bucks to come out and dominate them from the snap and um, put Jameis Winston on the sideline and let's dominate this game. Let's move on. Uh, that was my Bucks talk. Please email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com with your questions. I'll be happy to go through it again and answer all your questions. Bills and Rams. Bills won 31 to 10. As far as the quarterback play, I mean, uh, obviously Josh Allen dominated the game. He's probably going to be MVP this year based on, on what I've seen so far. But as far as the game, it really wasn't a game. The Super Bowl champions didn't show up. And this is the same thing that happens to all Super Bowl champions. They don't realize they're going to get the very best of every team every time. 
and it, it, the level of play has to be up, and that's why it's so hard to repeat. Uh, as far as draft picks are concerned, uh, Kyle Elam, the cornerback out of Florida, which was the Bills' first-round draft pick, played in the game. He played, played well, not dominant. He actually got outplayed by their sixth-round pick, Christian Benford, who's a cornerback out of Villanova, got more snaps. But between Elam and Benford, I thought, wow, the Bills really have a young defensive back physical team. What great draft picks by their GM. James Cook, for those of you who are Georgia fans, you know, got in the game, had one carry, had a fumble. He looked nervous. And uh, again, maybe that's the same thing Rashard White went through as another rookie running back, their second round pick, James Cook. He just looked scared. And then he didn't get back in the game. So I personally would have liked to have seen them in the second half, give him a couple of carries in the, at the end of the game, you know, for his confidence, but that's not what happened. Uh, Saints and Falcons, speaking of two teams um, that are, uh, I dislike greatly, the Saints won this game 27-26 to on a lucky fumble by Mariota. Mariota's about to score, put this game away, he fumbled on the three-yard line. The game is actually entertaining to watch. Uh, I know Steve Itzbitz uh, watched the game. I thought it was an interesting game. Um, the Falcons dominated every part of this game and somehow still lost. Uh, they basically, in the fourth quarter, just decided to stop playing. And then, of course, they had the fumble and they had a missed field goal by a very steady kicker and coup. So... I don't, I don't know um, what to say about that other than um, the Falcons aren't a good team, and I don't believe the Saints are a good team based on what I've seen so far, but we'll see. They got lucky in this one. Alave out of Ohio State, uh, their first-round draft pick, the Saints. Uh, is a, I'm a big fan of Alave's. I hate the fact that he plays for the Saints. I actually called Ira when he was drafted and said this sucks for, for football fans that uh, Alave went there. Um, but he had three catches, 41 yards. He had three targets. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Falcons, uh, their first-round draft pick, Drake London, which was the first draft pick taken at wide receiver at a USC by the Falcons, had five catches, 74 yards. He had seven targets. So for a guy that was a little injured coming into the game, he still had five catches, 74 yards, and he was targeted seven times by Mariota. So that's a, that's a guy to keep an eye on. And then in the round two, the Falcons drafted, and I'm never going to pronounce this guy's name right, but Ebiketti, I believe is what his name is. He had his first sack um, as a rookie, he had his first sack in the game. He had a tackle for loss. What a terrific game. He was their second-round draft pick out of Penn State. But I think that was a guy that we linked to the Bucks at one time as a pass rusher. Uh, the Falcons, I think you're going to be happy with that pick. But again, Saints win 27-26. Next game, 49ers and Bears. The Bears won 19-10. And, and basically the game rained the entire game. The field was wet. It was a, a fun game to watch if you're a Justin Fields fan. If you don't like Justin Fields, you probably would have stop watching this game because uh, that was pretty much the only thing that was interesting in this game. So Justin Fields out of Ohio State, last year's number one pick by the Bears, uh, went 8 of 17, 121 yards. That's all you could really throw through in the rain, but he did throw for two touchdowns. He ran for 46 yards. He, he played basically backyard football and it worked in the rain. So congratulations to Justin Fields because that Bears team has no talent. And the fact that they beat the 49ers makes you worry about the 49ers, doesn't it? Uh, Trey Lance, the three first uh, first round draft pick guy. You give up three first round picks for this guy. He went 13 of 28 for 164 yards and an interception. He looked totally overwhelmed every point of the game. I'm listening to the announcers, and the announcers are like, "Oh, look at that throw!" And I'm like, "You picked out one throw of the 28 that he made, and he only completed 13 of them. He looked terrible." If I were the brass in San Francisco, I'd be extremely worried about what you traded away for this guy. When you passed on Mac Jones and Justin Fields to get to get Trey Lance, I don't get it. I still don't understand what they see in this guy. Maybe he's going to rebound, but he's. I watched this guy. 
one throw, one read, and then he tried to run the ball. That's it. There was no progress. At this point in his career, I mean, you think that he would be further along than he is. But but we'll see how it goes for, for Trey Lance. Um, Draquan Bister, safety out of Penn State. I was really high on best-in-class listeners. You know that. I talked about him. He was my favorite guy at the Senior Bowl. He was a guy that I talked about. And this safety class was amazing. Had four tackles uh, and a sack in this game. And he looks like a Chicago Bear. Very tough. Um, very physical. Great form tackling. Um I think you're, you're seeing a superstar in Brisker. I think he's going to be terrific. Kyle Gordon, also linked to the Bucs, was the first-round draft pick of the Bears out of Washington. He, he had six tackles um, and a pass defense in this game. He looked like he belongs in the NFL. Um, so, Kyle, I mean, the Bears did a terrific job of rebuilding their, their defensive backfield. But really, Justin Fields has nothing going on. No offensive line. He has no running game to think of. And, not, and, not, and Mooney is not a starting wide receiver. He's not a number one. Um, so again, the Bears won 19 to 10. Um, Justin Fields played well, second-year player, but Brisker and Gordon, two rookies, played exceptionally well for the Bears. Uh, Steelers and Bengals. Uh, the Steelers won this game 23 to 20. I watched this game. It's one of the craziest games you'll ever watch ever. Um, so if you guys have NFL Plus, I would suggest you put uh, the, Stingle, the Steelers and the Bengals on and watch the condensed version. It's a crazy game. It's just, it was so much fun to watch. Nobody wanted to win this game. It, you know, it went to several overtimes. Crazy game. Uh, I think you're going to see um, Kenny Pickett faster than people think. I think that the fans are going to get restless. Even though they won this game, they're going to want Kenny Pickett. Um, George Pickens, the wide receiver um, out of Georgia uh, for the Steelers, that lit up the preseason and made all these spectacular catches, was targeted three times, caught one ball for three yards. So not really terrific debut for, for Pickens, but again, his quarterback struggled mightily in this game. I mean, it was, it was rough to watch. I mean, I felt bad for, for parts of this game, uh, but we'll see if Pickett doesn't see the field before you know it. All right, getting to the Eagles and the Lions. So as you know how much uh, I loved Hard Knocks this year. I love the Lions. I, I root for the underdog. I'm a Bucks fan. The Eagles were able to pull out a victory, 38-35. It was a three-point game. I, I read a lot of articles on this game where they said the Eagles blew them out, and I'm like, no, they didn't. I watched every snap. The Lions made a comeback, yes, in the fourth quarter. They were down 14. I get it. And unfortunately, the Lions lost a fumble, too, um, that probably would have won the game for, for the Lions uh, during that. They started out super slow, but really got into a rhythm by the second half. And DeAndre Swift, the running back out of Georgia, second year, second year, well, Third-year player now. He was in 2020. He was drafted. 15 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. Also caught another 56 yards. He's a superstar. For those of you who want to watch an amazing running back play, watch this game. DeAndre Swift was, was amazing. 15 carries, 144 yards. Uh, Amon St. Brown, um, as you know, best-in-class listeners. I was on this guy last year at a USC. I talked about the fact that players like Jaden Darlin were drafted um, above him. I, I never understood that. You know, he played at North Texas, and Amon St. Brown played at USC. And, you know, I'm a big school guy when it comes to wide receivers, but it could be special teams. They drafted Darwin for special teams. I don't know. But Amon St. Brown had eight catches, 64 yards, a touchdown. He's a second-year player. The guy that I can't wait to see and I put in here is Jamison Williams out, out of Alabama, who was the Lions um, pick number 12 first round. I believe he's going to be able to play by the fifth or sixth game. I'm hoping for those of you rookie fans like me, I just can't wait to see the guy. And then Rodrigo. So that's uh, Mr. Rodriguez out of Oklahoma State was their six-round pick. If you watched the amazing um, Hard Knocks, 
Rodrigo made a name for himself, and he's going to be, I think, a star in this league. Had six tackles, four solo tackles, and a sack in the game. So Rodrigo played his, his tail off. So the Lions have some real talent. Golf in that first quarter, just couldn't get it, get it going. And then he got into a groove, you know, at the end of the second quarter. And then the, and then the third and fourth quarter, he was just awesome. So they need to get Goff going from, from day one. Because you have the running game, and you have a defense that was going. And as far as um, Aiden Hutchinson, so this is where, you know, I'm definitely right more than I'm wrong. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you guys are all have your opinion. But I assure you that you can go back and listen to my podcasts. Um, I definitely hit on these players way more than I miss. But I, the first week, uh, I'm going to have to say that Aiden Hutchinson did not have a good performance against the Eagles. He had one tackle, uh, one solo tackle in this game. It wasn't a tackle for loss. Very little pressure on the quarterback. And I know he's a mobile quarterback. I know Jalen Hurts was running up and down the field. And Aiden Hutchinson's more of a packet, a pocket uh, pass rusher where he's probably going to do much better on non-mobile quarterbacks. But he did not play well. And Trayvon Walker, the, the, the number one overall pick, did play well. So we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, as far as Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle out of Georgia of the Eagles, first-round draft pick, had two tackles, two solo tackles, just was solid. Uh, I, th- I thought he really clogged up the middle, which is exactly what I expected him to be. You know, he was linked to the bunks in the first round as well, but he didn't fall. He actually went much higher. But uh, Jordan Davis looks like he's going to be one of those um, just starters from day one. And he's just going to be a solid guy. So, again, the uh, the Lions lost 35-38 to to the Eagles. Next game, uh, Patriots and the Dolphins. Mac Jones, last year's first-round draft pick out of Alabama of the Patriots, 21-32, of 13 in a TD and an interception. I heard a lot of people after the game were so down on Mac Jones. I don't know what game they're watching. Mac Jones threw balls, even on his interception, where the receiver could have went up and got it. It was deflected by his safety, but the ball was put in his basket. I thought Mac Jones was dealing. I thought his passes were accurate. I thought he was on time with his balls. I, I just I couldn't believe the negativity just because they couldn't put points up. They only scored seven points. Yeah, they had no running game. Okay, DeAndre Stevenson uh, did not play well. Damian Harris did not play well, right? We're, we're, I mean, they had no running game, right? You, as a Patriot fan, you know if you're not running the ball well, and this was an offensive line problem, by the way, because Bill Belichick decided to trade away all of his offensive linemen and cut other ones, and I don't know what. He got rid of his center. He got rid of his starting guard, pro Bowl guard, by the way, to the Bucs, and then, and then doesn't understand why he can't run the ball. Um, but what a terrible performance by the Patriots. Getting to the Dolphins, Jalen Waddle, last year's 100-reception rookie out of Alabama, four catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Here's a cornerback that the Dolphins um, got. This is not a draft pick. This was a walk-on out of Texas A&M named Cater Kohu. Uh, I, hope, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. But the guy, the guy only played 18 snaps in the game, had three tackles, forced a fumble, and broke up a pass. And according to Pro Football Focus, which I, you know, take it or leave it, but, they, but uh, how they rate players, to me, doesn't make any sense. But what they do is they track, they track um, tackles, forced fumbles, tackles for loss very, very well. Uh, in 18 snaps, this guy was absolutely disruptive. So watch for Cater Co to, to, to actually play better and get more snaps on that Miami team. But wonderful for Miami. They got a lot of talent on that team, guys. Uh, even Tua played well. Um, 20, 20 to 7 over the Patriots. Okay, Ravens, Jets. Uh, not much of a game. Uh, the Jets just had a comedy of errors. Um, the, the Ravens did what the Ravens do. 
We could talk about Kyle Hamilton. Uh, he was, I think he's one of the best athletes in this draft. I, I talked about him being a top five player. He went to the Ravens, had three tackles and a pass defense. He looked like a rookie. Uh, Isaiah Likely, who was my number one tight end, who was the star of the preseason, which I couldn't believe the guy fell to the fourth round. I couldn't understand what happened. Well, unfortunately, he was targeted um, three times and had, a, and had a terrible drop. So I'm hoping that Isaiah figures out, gets rid of that rookie jitters, and, and gets in there and plays ball. He was targeted four times. Uh, so he needs to catch the ball, and he needs to run up the field. He's got amazing speed and athletic ability. So, Isaiah, I'm giving you some support. Garrett Wilson at Ohio State for the Jets. It was a first-round draft pick. Four catches, 52 yards. He obviously is a complete wide receiver. Let's talk about Sauce Garner, the number one pick out of Cincinnati of the, of the Jets. This guy's a star, guys. I talked about it. He's a star. So, Sauce Garner, you did it. Uh, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, two tackles and a half sack. Uh, again, was a guy that they traded, uh, the Jets traded back up in the first round. So even though the Jets lost 24-9, I think they got some real talent. And then we'll see what happens when, when um, Wilson comes back at quarterback. Uh, Jaguar, Jaguars and Commanders. Washington won. Uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins won 28-22 over the Jaguars. Uh, Travis Entian, last year's um, uh, first-round draft pick, had four carries, 47 yards, caught uh, 26 yards per pass. So he's a second-year player, He got, but he's getting his first game action. Devin Lloyd, my number one uh, linebacker uh, for you best-in-class listeners, had 11 tackles, 11, eight solo, tack- or eight solo and 11 total tackles. The guy was all over the field. He's a, he was my number one guy out of Utah. Everybody forgot about him. The guy's a player. Um, that's who actually went in the 27th spot when, when the Jaguars traded with the Buccaneers. Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick, had four tackles and a sack um, and an interception. So congratulations. He played extremely well. I watched it over and over again trying to find a hole in his game and trying to prove myself right that he shouldn't have been the number one overall pick. But in this game, first week of the season, he played like a stud. I, I, I'm, you know, I got to give it to him. I was wrong, but it's one week. We'll see. It's a long season. We'll see if Hutchinson can, can surpass him in stats by the end of the year. Jahan Dotson, uh, as you know, is one of my favorite wide receivers. He was a guy I talked about endlessly, uh, and I talked to Lita Kemper about this, that he was a star wide receiver from Penn State. I, he, I, I, I said, we got Godwin out of Penn State. I said, Jahan Dotson's the real deal. This guy's a star. He had three catches for 40 yards and two touchdowns. He dominated his cornerback. I mean, if he had a real quarterback throwing to him, I mean, he probably could have caught 150 yards easy. You know, Burrow was throwing to this guy. Uh, I, who knows? Or Justin Herbert, my boy. Yeah, who knows? He's on a tough team right now, but he still showed out with two touchdowns, and one of them was a spectacular catch. So hats off to Jahan Dotson. For those of you who write, who wrote me emails about your dynasty drafts and I all told you to draft Jahan Dotson, you're welcome because I hope you guys listen to me because he's going to be a stud. Uh, Browns-Panthers, uh, 26-24 Browns, uh, snoozer of a game. I thought it would be a lot more fun with Baker Mayfield's return. It just wasn't. There was a couple of missed field goals in the game. Brown's quarterback play was awful. There really wasn't much to talk about other than, um, you know, Martin Emerson Jr., um, third-round pick out of Mississippi State. He had five five tackles for the Browns. The Panthers' first-round draft pick, Akeem Okwanu, out of North Carolina State. I told everybody on best in class, this is not the best tackle. Please don't take him at number six. This guy's a guard. He's not going to play tackle. And then I listened to all these experts 
that don't have other jobs like I do talk about how this guy's a can't-miss left tackle. Hey, he started in the game. Guess how many sacks he gave up? Three. Guess how, guess how many times he got beat? Six. He got beat six times and gave up three sacks. Yeah, that's his sixth overall pick. Come on, guys. You guys got to do a better job than hyping up these players. If a guy, if a general manager of a car dealership who has spent 31 years in the car business and does this as a hobby and loves it with a passion can figure it out in 10 minutes, you guys should be able to figure it out and, and faster than that, right? That guy's junk. That guy's going to move into guard and be a pro bowl guard. Just like I said, he ain't going to be a tackle. And if he stays at tackle, he's going to get his quarterback killed. All right, let's move it on to the Colts and the Texans. Um, this was a tie game, 2020. The Texans dominated this game. They were up by 17 at one point. There's no reason for the Texans to lose except that Levy Smith's a coach. That's it. Derek Stingley Jr., um, their first-round draft pick at LSU, terrific game. He had a pass breakup in, in, in the end zone. Sauce Garner, guys, is still better. But Derek Stingley, if he's healthy, is going to be a terrific corner for them. One of my favorite players in the draft, Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, the safety, had an excellent game for the Texans. So they, they got some real talent that they drafted. Damian Pierce, the running back out of Florida, which we talked about, um, had 11 carries for 33 yards. He looked like a rookie running back. So I haven't seen a rookie running back ha had a good week one yet. And then Alec Pierce, a guy that I really liked out of Cincinnati in the Senior Bowl. Um, he's starting for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. He was their second-round pick. He had a terrible end zone drop. I mean, terrible. Very similar to Christian Watson's drop in the Green Bay game. And then Alec Pierce um, got a concussion, and then, he, and then you didn't see him the rest of the game. So I, I wish him the, the very best. I think he's got a lot of talent. I hope he can put it together. Um, but what scares me is he had a personal issue, mental problem at the Senior Bowl where he had to leave. And he made up some excuse about something else, which I, I don't understand what happened. Uh, and then he, he comes into this game and then mentally just drops the ball right in his hands. I, I, I hope that this guy's not a head case. I hope that he can produce in the NFL. Uh, Giants-Titans. Giants won 21-20 to um, over the Titans. Uh, this is definitely a surprise uh, game. The, the Giants rallied from 13 down uh, to come back in this game, so that was interesting. As far as the Titans are concerned, um, Kyle Phillips, um, who was their fifth-round draft pick. Just remember this guy's name, guys. Kyle Phillips, wide receiver out of, out of UCLA, fifth-round draft pick at Tennessee. Had a terrific game. Six catches, 70 yards. Um Good hands, was running good routes. For a fifth-round draft pick, that's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Traylon Burks, which was their first-round draft pick, had three catches, 55 yards, played well. He just looks slow. Um, he looks like a tight end. And not, I'm not talking about Pitts because Pitts is faster. But he just looks slow. Maybe he's still healing from his injury or his asthma. I'm not quite sure, but I wish Traylon Burks the best. I just I didn't see him being drafted that high. And right now he got outperformed by a fifth-round draft pick on his own team named Kyle Phillips. And then you had Evan Neal, um, the offensive tackle at Alabama, drafted by the Giants, dominated the game uh, for certain parts of it, um, looked like a rookie and others. But he was the number one tackle. And you guys, um, everybody who said Evan Neal wasn't the number one overall tackle is going to eat their words if they thought Aquanu was it. This guy's the real deal. He's going to be a staple for the Giants for a long time. All right, let's get on to the Vikings and the Packers. Uh, the, Packer, the Vikings won 23-7 over the Packers. The Packers looked absolutely terrible. Makes me feel a lot better about our game with them coming up. Uh, round one, Quay Walker out of Georgia had an excellent game for the Packers. It was I felt he was overdrafted, but the way the Packers are using him, he had a lot of uh, uh, he had a lot of tackles, a lot of opportunity. So I was pretty impressed with that. Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia, he also played well. 
Uh, Christian Watson, the wide receiver, their second-round draft pick out of North Dakota State. For those of you who watch um, NFL Red Zone or any of those things, it was all over Red Zone. I actually watched the entire game. I watched every snap of every game. That was one of the worst drops I've ever seen. Um, he had two catches for 34 yards in the game. Should have had three catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Was one of the worst drops you'll ever see a, a receiver make. The, the ball was absolutely placed um, on the money. Um, but maybe, you know, he's a rookie. You know, he can rebound. And Romeo Dubs in this game had four catches, 37 yards, outperformed Christian Watson. But we know he was a star uh, in the offseason. As far as the... Um, Minnesota Vikings, there's really nobody that I want to point out in the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Chiefs-Cardinals, the Chiefs dominated this game 44-21. It really wasn't that close. Basically, uh, Mahomes had his way, just throwing all over the field, five different receivers. The Cardinals couldn't stop anybody. They scored some late points to make it even sound closer. But the game was out of control in the second quarter. Uh, Pachinko was a, as a um, running back out of Rutgers, seventh-round pick, was a star in preseason, had 12 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. This is a guy to keep an eye on, guys. He, you might want to see him getting more carries, although Clyde Zolaire did have a good game. Um, but it, it, we'll see how the carries um, start moving forward. Sky Moore uh, out of Eastern Michigan had one catch for 30 yards. I think, I think the only reason he didn't have more was just because the game got so out of control. I think you're going to see Sky Moore um, do, some, do some stuff. I, I was really um, happy with him. But 30 yards and a touchdown for Sky Moore. There you go. Raiders and Chargers. Chargers won 24-19. My boy Justin Herbert was making throws like Dan Marino. This is a guy, again, that Dan Marino said was, was going to be fantastic. He's only put his name on two players, Justin Herbert and Kenny Pickett. So we'll see how both of those guys go. But right now, Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's going to be a star for a long time. And thank God we needed somebody like Justin Herbert. By the way, if you were best-in-class listeners, I called Justin Herbert, right? Everybody knows that. I'm going to put my name on it. I'm going to brag about it every single time because everybody was down on this kid out of Oregon. And I'm like, I don't know what they're looking at. He's fantastic. Those, some of the throws he was making, it, were, it, were, it was a throwback. He's just a throwback to the old days uh, of the John Elways and the Kellys and the and Marinos uh, and the Montanas. I mean, he's just, he reminds me of, of a quarterback that played in the 80s and the, in the 90s, in the early 90s, out of that quarterback class. But not really much rookie-wise to talk about the Chargers and Raiders. Neither one of them had a big draft to talk about. So I'm just going to go on with that. But I just want to talk about my boy Justin. Broncos and Sea Chickens, right? So the um, the Sea Chickens won 17-16 to against the Broncos. The Broncos are a superior team. Have no idea what they, why they lost this game. But it was interesting. Javante Williams, um, the, the second-year player out of North Carolina, seven carries, 43 yards. So, of course, they stopped giving him the ball. He only had seven carries for 43 yards, and he caught 11 balls for 65 yards. So he was a true difference maker, Javante Williams. Um, that was really interesting to see. Geno Smith came out hot in this game, which, you know, he's a streaky guy anyway. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a couple of healthy rookies that are playing next week for the Sea Chickens. I'll at least talk about them, like Kenneth Walker. We'll see how that goes. Um, the Broncos really didn't have anybody to talk about other than Russell Wilson hitting Jerry Judy out of Alabama uh, two years ago with a, with a long pass, and, it sh and Judy showed off his speed. So um, so there you go. That's a week one recap. Uh, I hope I didn't go too far over. I hope you enjoyed uh, this, what, 35 minutes, Grace? 38. 38 minutes. I got it under 40 minutes, so I wasn't too long-winded, but there's a lot of information in here. So please follow us at Bill Curry uh, Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, go to BillCurryFord.com and order your new uh, Ford vehicle. 
electric or ice, whatever you guys want, we have. Hybrids, gas, electric, probably have hydrogen at some point. But uh, we can we can do whatever you need. Commercial businesses, we order commercial vehicles. We do transits, transit connects, high top transits, medium roofs. We also do e-transits now, which are electric transits that Amazon is going to. But we have everything. Everything has a, we're a home with a lifetime warranty on new and used cars. And now we have this amazing Blue Advantage certified program where we're certifying, factory certifying non-Ford vehicles as well as Ford vehicles. So there's a lot to choose from at Bill Curry Ford. You guys decide what you guys want to do. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Joe Bucks fan and thank you to Bill Curry Ford.